being at the gala. A lot of the people that I talked to were tired, just tired because of like all the ups and downs that we have felt together. But they were happy to be in a place where, where they were getting nominated, where they were getting recognized for a lot of the work they've done. And that was very cool. Welcome everyone to Tech by Design, where the Richmond Technology Council takes you to the edge for trending tech and innovation here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm Nick Surface, CEO of RVA Tech, along with Alex Satanias, CEO of Shaco. Come join us. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Great to be here. Good morning, guys. Nick is on his A game this morning, so he's he's ready to go. Um, I'm fired up. I got uh, my ninth grader bought some uh, green tea matcha mix, and it's uh, heavy on the caffeine. So we've loaded it up, and we're we're firing. We're ready to go. I might have to switch from coffee to that then, because I don't think my coffee has yeah. much caffeine. Um, you know, I'm coming to y'all straight yeah. from Midlothian, which some people, not everyone, and I'm not saying this, but some people are calling it the new Miami. <laughs> I've heard it's really up and coming. <laughs> Different climate, different environment. It's always hot in Midlothian, for sure. A fun place. It's definitely the similarity in the beaches. Yeah. <laughs> the beaches are identical. It's hard to tell the difference, without a doubt. <laughs> well, Nick, on that, you just sent us, like, five minutes before we got on here, a Myrtle Beach AI campaign stunt i don't know what the right word for yeah, it would and, be but well i don't know if myrtle beach is the right word anymore lauren because i think they're calling it what are they calling it they're calling it mittery best they've changed the name and <laughs> sure. it's fantastic there is a new reddit campaign primarily for the reddit platform on behalf of myrtle beach tourism and it's completely ai generated i guess at some point they put in some information about myrtle beach and it generated the name Mittery Best rather than Myrtle Beach, and then an entire photo shoot of images promoting quote unquote Mittery Best, and they're all AI generated using, I think, you know, inspiration from Myrtle Beach. And it is creative, it is counterintuitive, it is brave, which is a word I want to come back to. And it is built for the platform, which I think is really interesting. And it's Built for Reddit, which I think is also unique in the fact that it's not just Facebook ads or Instagram ads. It's a, it's a really, I don't know, one-of-a-kind approach. It was definitely unique. It caught my attention. I think somewhere around the giant lobster crab picture, I started to, to ponder what I was looking at <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> yeah, I mean... The, <laughs> the denim neoprene had me. I was like, okay, like we're here for it. But you're right. It definitely does lean into the vibe of Reddit and the platform and knowing what it is and kind of building it for people who would be on Reddit. Yeah. For those who aren't aware, it's um, if you just kind of Google Myrtle Beach AI campaign, ad campaign, uh, it'll come up. I mean, they're showing billboards on the moon. They're showing billboards underwater. And they're just overemphasizing some of the things that Myrtle Beach is known for. Again, just gets people talking. I don't know that I'm going to go to Myrtle Beach any more or less because of this particular ad. But, you know, at the end of the day, part of ads, part of the goal of ads is just to, you know, get visibility and get people aware and get them talking, get a conversation going. So hard to measure what's going to sit in people's brains and if it's going to lead to more vacations or not. Interesting nonetheless. And the the AI component is obviously relevant to us. Um, I'm jealous of it. I wish we had thought of it first. I think there's so many ways that Richmond could capitalize on a similar uh, approach. Alex, your take? 
I don't have this article. I mean, I see Midori Best, but it's locked in, in an ad age subscription, so I can't see it. Yeah, just if you Google Reddit, yeah. I mean, I yeah. see the logo. I'm searching for Reddit, and every time I search Reddit, it says top military AI campaigns. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I just sent it an email, and I'll put it in this chat as well, the the, uh, the director. I just dropped it in the chat for you, Thanks. Alex. Thanks, Lauren. It's important you get to see how these are really some special images. <laughs> yeah, special. Yeah, they are very special, Lauren. You're right. They're special. Um <laughs> And, you know, while Alex is kind of checking it out and interpreting, or one of the parts that resonated with me is I had a conversation yesterday with the CEO over at a company called Windvale. They do government procurement stuff, um, you know, nothing that is, is super shiny or sexy necessarily. But they were talking about doing more content and doing ads and promotions. And they talked about just trying to be more brave. And I thought that was a really interesting word because we're all so caught up in trying to make sure that we're not offending a particular group or person, that we're riding kind of a, a neutral line, that we're not straying too far. But yet at the same time, we're trying to be wildly creative and catch eyeballs and attract attention, do all those things. So how do you bring those two things together? And I think strategically, your your leadership has to be brave in, in whichever approach you take, because there are certainly downsides and pitfalls to um, ad campaigns and um, you know new messaging and new imaging and throw AI in the mix and who knows what's going to come out. So yeah, I thought that, that was a fascinating approach. And I think as we look to talk about Tech Town and ads for Richmond or approaches for Richmond and getting more visibility, Richmond's real foundation is its creativity and we need to be brave. Well, and Nick, on the topic of Richmond's baseline bravery and creativity, I wanted to start with the gala finalist announcement. See if either of you have... Alex, as a finalist, have any thoughts, anything you want to share from that? The gala gathering that that happened last week was incredible. And, and coming back to Nick's comment, a lot of the people there were newer companies. I, I think, Nick, you, you mentioned something along the lines of this is the most first-time awardees ever, if I'm not mistaken, right? So, so people that were first-time nominees. I would classify every single one of those people that were actually nominated beyond Shaco as brave people, right? They're starting to do something new. They're bringing new people into Richmond. And so as we talk about TechTown USA, as we talk about CEOs, CEOs that have managed teams throughout COVID, CEOs that have managed technology teams over the last year and a half, all these people have something in common. And I believe that is bravery. It's just being able to to basically manage through the unknown. And and I think one of the things that most people don't know, so tech gets this this elusive, like, oh my gosh, it's incredible. But I think tech has been undergoing a, a mini recession for the last 12 to 18 months, right? We came out of COVID strong because everybody needed tech. And then the last year has been, I would say, brutal on tech. And for us to capitalize on that in Richmond is amazing. And, and I think being at the gala, bringing it back to the gala and, and the nominees. Lauren, I think one of the coolest things was just seeing people, a lot of the people that I talked to were were tired, just tired because of like all the ups and downs that we have felt together. But they were happy to be in a place where, where they were getting nominated, where they were getting recognized for a lot of the work they've done. And that was very cool. To be part of that scene was awesome. That's simultaneously really invigorating and really depressing. You're right. Everybody is tired. It's like drinking a beer and coffee at the same time. <laughs> um, 
Knowing the world's still there tomorrow when you wake up, yeah. right? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I do. Yeah, the world's still here. You know, three years ago, I don't know that many of us thought it would still be here in three years, but here we are. But yeah, we are all tired. You're, you're absolutely right. And I, I think part of it is, you know, we all redlined during COVID trying to figure out how to pivot and how to innovate and do all kinds of new stuff. Uh, we reinvented everything across the board. We came to adjust to a new lifestyle. And then we went through kind of a boom period about two years ago where tech was everything. Everybody needed to automate. Everybody needed to digitize. The UI UX of everything was more critically important than ever. I've seen certain interfaces, particularly government and public sector, that are extremely intuitive and user-friendly that I just... Five years ago, I would have just never expected it. Things like grant applications, things like tax paperwork, things like following up with uh, employee regulations or, or federal regulations. Those things are actually really easy. And I think that all came out of that boom from two years ago where everybody was like, okay, everybody's digital now. Everybody's on their screens. We have to make this work. But you're right. We've gotten to a point now where um, we've now run into this little bit of a recession where we're stressed about that. And so we're all just beat down. But at the same time, you're right. We had more nominees than ever before for the RVA Tech Awards Gala. We had more new nominees in that room last week for Meet the Finalists than we've ever had. We're anticipating a higher turnout at the gala than we've ever had in the past. And these are all great signals that the tech industry and the tech community here in Richmond is strong and vibrant. And, you know, businesses are going to go up and down and the economy is going to cycle. But, you know, there are different ways that we can help our industry thrive. And I think we're we're tapping into a lot of that with our community. Yeah, and and Nick, I think, uh, uh, Nick yeah, on, that, on that note. Oh, go ahead, Alex. I was just going to ask oh, yeah, when the yes. was. The gala is uh, September 28th. And Alex, I'm going to pass it to you. I want to come back to the experience that everyone will see at gala. But we'll get to that in a little bit. Alex? Yeah, yeah, no. I think one of the really cool things, so I'm at a, at a conference this week called All In. It's the All In Summit. And there was this, he's a famous Silicon Valley investor. His, his name's uh, Vinod Kosla. He's the founder of Sun Microsystems. And, and he's been an investor in, in several different successful ventures. And one of the things that he was asked whether there was any hesitance on his part to continue investing through this, this down cycle, right? So cash is a little more expensive. And he basically stood up and said, no, you invest in the high, you invest in the low, and you kind of make out as long as you are investing smart on both times. And that's that was really, really cool and inspiring only because it is a little harder right now. But you continue kind of going through the motion because you're going through the motion and investing in your company in the high. You're going through the motion and investing in the low. And if you stop at any given period, then you're essentially timing when you're going to do well and when you're going to do not well. And, and I think just hearing him say that was probably one of the best things of, of the day yesterday. And it applies to everything that's happening in Richmond. Yeah, you know, you learn in like basic investing courses that you don't try to time the market. It's not about timing. Um, you know, invest in fundamentals. But then, you know, sometimes when you talk to people, you also hear, man, timing is everything. I just hit, hit it at the right time at the right spot. And, you know, you look all the way back to, to 2001 and the dot-com bust, you know, I mean, pets.com and all of that seemed like, um, seemed like that was the right timing and it wasn't. You got to invest in the right products and the right people. And I think that's why the smartest people, in, whether in Silicon Valley or here in Richmond or in Nashville, or they're looking for great leaders. They're looking for great companies. A lot of the people that we talk to on this podcast, entrepreneurs who are trying to find the right product market fit and trying to create sustainable, solid, practical businesses, which is something I think we emphasize all the time here. 
that a lot of what we're doing here in Richmond looks for the practicality. And I think that could be the key to our success. But man, you know, I, I read so many statistics about investing, like the startup world and, and angel capital and all that good stuff. And I think I saw something recently that out of Silicon Valley, about 8% is the hit rate of profitability for people that invest in startups. That sounds tiny, but man, you know, you they're still doing it. They're still going back and they're investing more and more. And so that tells you of that 8%, you just need a little bit to hit and it could be wildly successful and, and, and fruitful for you. I think another, another um, again, coming back to Vinod, one of the things that he said about the current environment is he is advising his startups and the companies that he invests in to find product market fit over negative revenue. And when he said negative revenue, he meant companies that are basically chasing revenue with negative margins. So he's like, find your product market fit, spend a little more time on the technology, and then pursue the growth. But a, a, a lot of people are misinterpreting what Silicon Valley investors want, meaning they're now chasing revenue rather than margin. And I think one of the cool things that we have going for us in Richmond is that a lot of the companies that, that I've met with, that I advise and that I work with are chasing margin. They're looking to make money. They're looking to make a profit over an unsustainable growth, over a, a basically venture capitalized um, venture, for lack of better. And I think that's one of the things that we have going for us in this economy. We are looking for that positive margin. Yeah, couldn't agree more, Alex. I keep seeing, or I have seen for the last five or so years, I call it the shark tank effect of people reverse engineering from raising capital back um, as if raising capital or getting a seed round is the win in and of itself. When the real point here is to build sustainable businesses that generate a profit and generate cash flow. And certainly we want to, you know, positively impact the world and do great things. And hopefully those products do that. But um Raising money is not the goal here. Um, and I think maybe we're getting into a little bit of a correction with that. And uh, it's refreshing to see that Richmond's always kind of, like you said, I feel like lived more on the, the, the focus of margin over the raising capital. There's, there's our sign for the airport. Let's bring it back to the Let's airport, do it. right? Mittery best. So bringing it back to the airport a little bit, three things that I've noticed in, in this All-In Summit, right? So the first one is biotech. The second one is e-commerce. And the third one is AI. We know that we have... I guess a pretty significant pool of AI companies. With Activation Capital's help, I, I know there's a lot of biotech enrichment. Cybersecurity is another another big topic, right? So cybersecurity, let's talk about those three companies in our advertisement in the Richmond airport along with margin-generating companies. It's like, come to Richmond, invest in margin-generating companies. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that I've been promoting the last month or so since we, we put that Tech Hub application together is the diversity of industry we have here in Richmond. Um, and that those three sectors that you mentioned, what did you mention? Cyber, biotech, what was the other one? Ecom, Ecom. and AI. Yeah, or an AI, sorry. Those elements really factor into a tremendous amount of industries, whether it's energy or finance or um, retail. I mean, there's, there's, there's biotech elements for all of those things. There's, um, there's AI for all of those things. There's cyber for all of those things. We have all of those in Richmond. And the fact that we're so diversified means that, um, that if you're in those spaces, there's opportunities for you here. And so I'm wondering if that's how you know, we message and we translate that airport ad, among other things, including our AI Reddit campaign, to, uh, to emphasize. 
we have these, spe regardless of which specialty you're in that's hot right now, these three, five things, you can find a whole bunch of different cool things to do here in Richmond with those. Based on the people that you meet with, Nick, where, where do you think we have the consolidated efforts? Would you say we, we consolidate our efforts around AI, around services, around e-com? Like where, where do you see the, the, the most consolidation? To answer that question blatantly, it's AI, but to me, AI steps back to data science. And I know people have seemed to evolve beyond that word or move past it, but it's all about data and the manipulation of it and the interpretation of it and the generation of content as a result of data. But man, you look around at what we do here in Richmond, a company like Capital One with so much financial data, a couple, company like uh, CarMax with so much retail data, a company like Dominion with so much energy usage data. You got the head of government here, Commonwealth of Virginia focused here. And, you know, Virginia is a pretty populous state when all is said and done comparatively. There's a lot of data here. And so whatever outgrowth there is, whether it's AI, machine learning, just big data and the processing of it and the storage and storage of it, um, whether you're talking about connectivity and the tra transmission of it, I think it's all about data. And Cyber lumps into that. You've got to protect that data, right? I mean, biotech is part of it. I mean, it, it feeds biotech. Biotech uses data to create products and services. But I think data is the backbone. And um, so I know UVA has a brand new school of data science. I think VCU has programs that are building and, and burgeoning. Um, UR has definitely identified it for certificates in their school of professional continuing education. The community college system is all in on, on right now, AI. Um, but I think we've got to get back to the fundamentals or not forget the fundamentals that it's all about data science. AI is sexy, but data's like, data's the K through six, K through five. AI is just the PhD stuff. It's cool. I want to get there, but I ain't going to school for 27 years. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, yes. <laughs> That's a poor comparison in terms of what you actually need to, to uh, operate that. But just in terms of, uh, I think, yeah, data science is... Uh, I think we need to we need to all get on board with um with that as a fundamental. So Nick, who's going to win the gala? Who who is going uh, to win the gala? That almost is got uh, almost got him. <laughs> I'm more interested in who's buying commercials for the gala right now, and they're going for about three million a pop. You get about you get about forty seven <laughs> seconds. Um, uh, no, the gala is uh, it's going to be intense, man. A lot of the we have more awards than ever. A lot of the categories had so many nominees that rather than, than lump it down to three, we lumped it down to five. Um, so there's more people competing than ever before. Projects have all come out of a really trying time with COVID and then the subsequent boom. So you're seeing great projects and you're seeing companies of all sizes. So you know we have multiple awards for small business, multiple awards for more enterprise level businesses, more awards for you know consultants and advisors. There's a new one in particular that I think is the grand winner. Um, and that award is team excellence. We have highlighted projects in the past and, um, you know, people leading those projects and those are all, those are all great. I mean, the projects are what, you know, we'll end up being known for and the people that lead them, you know, admittedly get the spotlight and the limelight and for, uh, for leading those charges, but it's the teams behind them that really generate those projects and the success. Um, and so I think this year by awarding a team excellence award, we're really getting to the heart uh, which drives all of our success in this industry. And that's great teams. And those teams sometimes are small with startups, but sometimes they're, they're huge. But they all deserve recognition. They all deserve to be celebrated. And they're all the reason that um, you know, we, we make great, great products and services here in Richmond.
Well, and there's the people's choice category too, right? Where we all get a oh, get a vote. Get a yeah, say. but uh, I'm just anticipating with Alex's acumen in the social space that he's going to, um, you know, uh, artificially adjust the data so that it comes back for Shaka. So I've already printed that award because I just assume that he's going to manipulate the data. Nice. Um, you know, <laughs> Claire, I'm, please don't delete that look, one. I'm not, Claire, keep that I'm one I'm not there. saying it's right. I'm not advocating for it. I, you know, um, I haven't really looked at the merits of your project, Alex, but I just know what y'all do behind the scenes. And, uh, you know, um, I know y'all, y'all know how the I mean, data works. We all know that it's all about the team. So our team is, is ready to go. We are tapped into the voting machines and, um, Exactly. I am not advocating for that either. I, I heard some people get in trouble for doing that. I mean, I'm not going into politics, but I did hear it's illegal. Oh, so what, Lauren? I said, I've heard he's got some quality marketers to help him win organically. Well, yeah, that too, Lauren. Um, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to, like, for the record, say that I have heard, based on current events, that, that tapping into voting machines could be illegal. And might get frowned you in upon trouble. at best, frowned up, or at worst, or at best, at best, at worst, <laughs> at worst. yeah, yeah. At, best. at best, frowned at best. upon. Um, like well, hey, before we before we sign off here, I just want to give a quick plug for that gala. It's September 28th, coming up here. Um, it will be over at the Altria Theater, but due to uh, unprecedented demand, um, we are moving it outside from the ballroom to Laurel Street in front, to the Altria Gardens in front with the gazebo. Uh, it will be an outdoor experience similar to Maymont. We are anticipating close to 1,000 attendees, and it. we are hoping for great weather. If not, we have a rain date the following week on uh, that Tuesday. I think it's October 3rd, but we're keeping our fingers crossed, and we are hoping for a spectacular night at the Altria Theater in the Altria Gardens. It's awesome. Thank you. Perfect. Well, and I think unless anyone else has anything else, we can wrap here. And Alex, maybe next week we can hear more about the all-in conference that you're it's at. It's been incredible. The Barbie night, right? Oh, we got to talk Barbie. Barbie night was through gotta the roof. We got to talk Barbie next time. We got 30 minutes. They, solely Barbie. Barbie and Oppenheimer. Can we, can we balance, you know? <laughs> Peaks and valleys. <laughs> <laughs> we were at the Santa Monica Pier last night with these, these guys just... It was just fun. It was definitely fun. Well, we will hear all about it next week. And in the meantime, thank you both for joining. And we'll talk soon. See ya.